looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by Northeasterner by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want a host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. You drive me wild. <laughs> what up, Crazy Train Radio? You look like hell. And I could look the same. What's the photo for? You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Truth, 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 I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch has got scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. I'm one crazy nerf is truly exciting and so glad that they are starting to make a positive impact. Little Bean Soapery is a woman-owned small business based in Northeast Pennsylvania. Little Bean Soapery does so much as all products are handcrafted and offer many different things for both men and women. Soaps, scrubs, body butters, bath bombs, solid cologne and much more. Little Bean Soapery also does things for special occasions such as birthdays, Mother's Day, Father's Day and special seasonal gift sets. But also, let's not forget large orders for party favors by request. The great things about all products is that they are crafted to be nourishing on the skin. If you wish to check them out, please feel free to visit littlebeansopery.com. Any questions, please feel free to also email littlebeansopery at gmail.com for custom inquiries and or ask anything else you wish. Tell them that Elena from Crazy Train Radio sends you. This is Judy Pastor in Nashville, Tennessee, and y'all listen to Crazy Train Radio.
Hey folks, it's your least favorite host in the podcast world, Croc, Jonathan Steele. Boy, do we have a good one for you today. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, even the big kid running this uh, kit and caboodle, as I like to say, this next guest is born and bred PA girl, which I love, but she also has become known for her charismatic blend of Americana meets Nashville folk and pop music. And she does a lot of good with her musical talents in the community as well, we'll get into. But she has new music out. Love should be brave. And there's just so much to dive into. And we were diving a little bit into this already before we hit record. But let's go ahead and say hello to Miss Judy Pastor. Judy, Hi. how are you doing? Hello. Great to be here. I'm doing good. Doing good. Awesome. So you were saying you were right outside of the city of Philadelphia, correct? Yes. So may I ask whereabouts were you? Yes. I grew up in Balakinwid, which is kind of a small suburb outside, right outside of Philly. Mm-hmm. About 25 minutes. if. If there's no traffic, which usually doesn't happen, but, you know, on occasion. And um, I spent a lot of time. Actually, we were just mentioned South Street. I would like go down to South Street and hang out. And, you know, it was kind of like a cool spot when I was uh, growing up, growing up. And, um, yeah, I mean, I I love where I grew up. But once I realized that I how creative I was. It wasn't like the most creative spot, even though I played music and did music there and began there, but it just, I really craved more community that was musical. And that would be Nashville, but that would be Nashville. Yes. Yes. And I joke with guys like Phil Vassar and other independent musicians, because Phil's a friend of the show and such. Okay. John Barry and there's others in the country uh, field that I keep in touch with since doing right. a show. And yeah. we, o- we always joke saying Nashville is too big to be small, but too small to be big. Absolutely. It's, I mean, it is definitely a city, but it's the most beautiful city I've been to in terms of like living in a city. It just looks, it looks pretty. It's clean. Um, I mean, it's got its spots that aren't as nice, but overall it is a very beautiful city and it is like a town more, you know, you just know everybody and it's just, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. And that's what everybody tells me, whether it be Phil, John, folks like yourself, but I do want to mention, since we mentioned Philadelphia and Balakinwood and everybody knows I'm from the area, Balakinwood, I'd like to say is the radio row. Because a lot of the major radio stations in the area, such as MMR and XTU and all, are right there on a radio row, as I like to joke. And uh-huh. obviously, friend of the show, another one, hate the name drop, but I'm going to, is legendary DJ Pierre Robert. Oh, yeah, I remember him. Yes, he 
another great guy and he's got so much knowledge on stuff but we don't want to dive too deep into our cheesesteaks and south street <laughs> and all that stuff so well, i'm yeah i mean I, it does bring up a lot of memories though because i i released my first album in philadelphia and i had um unfortunately he passed away but uh my pr guy was um randy oh my gosh i can't think of his last name right now but um he works for the trenton times he was the music he critiqued music and um he we had a big cd release party at the point Oh, and, which is in Bryn Mawr. And I think Pierre Robert was there. I know he was invited. I definitely met him back in the day when I was starting out and, and all those guys, because they were friends with Randy, my PR yeah. guy. So anyway, yeah. Yeah. So we, we were chatting about the local uh, scene before we hit the record button, which is nice. To, it's funny that I'll have another one later this afternoon, another uh, Philly guy. So really he's a, yeah he's a young younger than me i know for sure uh brian uh i'm having a brain fart oh brian okay. ruby brian ruby he, okay yeah no i don't know him i know he's younger than me so he graduated college in 2019 so okay yeah yeah professional baseball player but also a musician so you cool. know he's double-edged sword but great. anyway like i said you have a new song love should be brave so first and foremost what can we say about this it was released i know may 13th so what's the response been response has been amazing um it's definitely i definitely stepped out of my i don't know if it's a comfort zone really but i just stepped away from what i was doing not to pursue a new path just to add to what i'm doing and so this is more of like a piano track. And of course I am a guitar player. Um, I play, I dabble in keyboard, but it's not like it's, I don't play it much. Um, but this is a piano track. It's really pretty. It's really pure sounding. And this song was actually penned and produced for um, film and TV placement. So it's got like that, like a, much more scaled down uh, sound, um, you know, instrumentally it does. And then, and then my vocal is kind of like out front and it's just really different than what I've been doing. And so, you know, I mean, not everybody's going to like everything that you do. So, but I've gotten a great response. I've had a lot of nice interviews and um, have some more things coming up and it's been good. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. You mentioned it there, that you weren't intending this to be a single, but thought it could be something that would be used for TV or film or whatever the case is. Both you and, uh, how do you pronounce Bill's name? I'm sorry, I'm having a yeah, tongue no, days. No problem. <laughs> His name is Bill O'Hanlon. Yeah. Um, and he does a lot of um, pitching and gets a lot of placements in film and TV, which is called Sync sync placement and um so yeah that's what we got together to write for that purpose and and the production was for that as well but as as i towards the end of being in the studio and cutting the song i was just like wow this is something that i find really beautiful and i think i want 
to release it as an artist. And I checked in with a lot of my music industry friends and kind of sent it around to some people to get an opinion. And everyone's opinion, no matter what like side of the fence they're on in music, was so positive. And they loved that it was short, <laughs> which I, I've never released a two minute 16 or 17 second song before. I mean, they're usually like three minutes or three minutes plus. So it's like a shorter track and just everything about it was a little bit different, but people were like loving it. And so I was getting a lot of affirmation and encouragement to go ahead and just go for it and not be like afraid that it's too different or something. So I did. Well, that's interesting because when I think about it as a singer songwriter, is there a point that you can essentially put down the pen or say, put down the keyboard in terms of writing the lyrics or, you know, just the meaty stuff of putting a song together. Can you eventually separate yourself to say, okay, this song is what it is and I'm going to put it together to release to the world. I, yeah, I can do that. I mean, I still have to be like passionate about if I understand your question correctly. Um, I mean, I still need to be passionate about what the melody and the lyric, but I sort of have an idea if, if it's coming together in such a way and I love singing it and playing it, then it goes on the, on the list or in the category of maybe I'll release this as, as an artist. And then, you know, there's other songs that are just, I write with other artists and they would be for them or for pitching to other artists. Um, there's also that, and I kind of have an idea. Um, I usually have an idea of what's what, but sometimes like with Love Should Be Brave, you could just be surprised. And that's cool too. Yeah, because I know sometimes, and whether it's doing what I do or a musician writing songs or whatever the case is, I know we can drive ourselves nuts to make it whatever we're working on the as perfect as things could be but i know sometimes we can get into that rabbit hole and let me change this comma here let me change this note here yeah we're trying to make things the best product it can be but yeah oh, and yeah yeah i mean i think like well for me, once I'm actually in a recording studio, then I've already done all that. Yeah. Um, like I've rewritten and molded over and rewritten again and whatever it is, you know, gotten back together with the co-writer or co-writers. But I usually do like a producer will at the level where that my producers are, you know, the people that I work with, they might create um you know a part that i hadn't that wasn't there like it might be like an electric guitar um solo or something that you know I, it's like not not the whole band might not be worked out yet you know the parts so that is like up for some creativity but they don't like change the song it would like stay you know what i mean it would mm -hmm. stay within the realm of what, what the song is, what the chords are, what the message is and the notes and everything like that. But they, there's some freedom to create when you're in the studio for sure. If that's what you're asking, I think. Yeah, no, definitely answers the question. But okay. I also think of uh, 
the way you're saying it, a producer might add something. Yeah. But I think of, for an example, off the top of my head, Billy Jean, the Michael Jackson song, where okay. it was, you had a complete song, and then they said, why don't we throw this blues guitar in there? Right. And it took the song from good to great, if that makes sense. Absolutely. It, they, weren't, they weren't changing a song, but it just that one little, let's add this, it took that song to a, another level. So the whole, yeah, I mean, and that is like, I made an album in 2019. It's called Like Stardust, the whole project. And no, I didn't know, for example, um, that I was going to add pedal steel to every song. I mean, I didn't play it, but we brought in a pedal steel player and he added pedal steel to each song. And it just like, it, you know, it, developed the tracks and and brought them to a whole nother sound um and place and it was very cool you know to do that and of course he was an amazing steel player so there was no question there of of that but i mean it just wasn't something i had added before so things like that well how was that for you since you mentioned that as far as when somebody comes in as a pedal steel player and it took what you had envisioned and recorded and all and just took it to another level. What was that like for you personally as a singer and songwriter? I mean, that's like exciting. That's kind of like the goal of like why as a singer songwriter, I would put a band together because, you know, I mean, it's one thing to have good enough songs that they come across well, solo and acoustic, you know, even if you're plugged in, by yourself, but it's a whole nother thing when you start to add the music musicians and it kind of completes it, fills it out. And it just takes it to different places sonically for the audience. And it's also really fun. So. Well, speaking of music and prior to us getting on the line today, there was obviously communication with everybody. And you said you would be game for playing a song or two. So I was curious to know if we might be able to add one here. Sure. Obviously, this is a surprise. I knew folks that she's going to be doing this, but what song do you have in mind to start with? So I think I'm going to do this one that's a new song um, because I'm loving it. And I wrote it with my friend who's a songwriter here in Nashville. His name is Greg Wilson. And the song is about the um, challenges that we often have when we know we have to make a change in life, but it's just easier not to. And so, you know, I mean, and so that's what this song is about. It's called Growing Pains. Awesome. Let's go for it. Okay. It's just Growing Pains, folks. Changes. 
Speaking of changes and things like that, and you mentioned in the song lyrically breaking the chains and such, I do want to touch on a little bit of a uh, serious topic because, as I mentioned in the introduction, you do try to do good for the community with your musical talents. And when I was prepping notes and stuff, I had read that you perform music for women in recovery at the Nashville Rescue Mission, mm-hmm. but also you play music f- with children that have special needs. So why those particular areas did it touch home for you in trying to get back into the community? The second one you mentioned, the children with special needs, was something that came about organically when I was in the Philadelphia area. Um, I had a part-time job as a children's music teacher. I would go into elementary schools and preschools and wherever 
the person whose company I was working for, it was called the music experience. He would send me like as an independent contractor and it just opened up. There was a position for special music um, in one of the intermediate units at the Delaware County. It was Delaware County intermediate unit. It was at the public school and they just, um, they were looking for special music and it was a, a class with children with special needs and they sent me and I wasn't sure that I was going to be good at it. Um, I, you know, I, I really didn't know, but what ended up happening was I was good at it and I loved it. And I just always call it special music. I'm not a music therapist because I'm not certified as a music therapist, but um, I was able to reach the children with my music program. Um, and the therapists that were in the classroom and the aides and the teachers were getting responses from the children that they were looking for. Um, and so it became successful, the program. And then I just branched out and started um, doing some one-on-one -on -one special music and things like of that nature with different types of special needs. And when I moved to Nashville, um, I was hired as a camp counselor, the music teacher for the Down Syndrome uh, Association in Middle Tennessee. And so I did that and it just has like expanded like that. And then most recently up until COVID, I was the teacher for the, um, it's a program through the YMCA here in Tennessee um, where they, it's a children with special needs music class and it's, it's offered once a month. And I did that for a few years here and, but it hasn't picked back up since COVID unfortunately and some one-on-one -on -one work too. So that's how that came about. And it's just something that has become near and dear to my heart and something that um, I miss a lot because this last season of time, this is the first time that I haven't done it in like a decade, you know, or, or even a little bit longer than that. So um, hopefully it'll come back around. Um, and then the women in recovery is something that I, I'm very active in still. Um, I do that about, well, I try to go once a month um, and they have a coffee house for the women in recovery that are also homeless at this time. So they're living there at the mission and they're in a recovery program, it's faith-based, and um, they bring in local uh, musicians and artists to sing to the women and with the women and just connect with them. And I do that, um, got involved in that through like a Christian group of musicians that I had a connection to. Um, one of them was doing the booking and I started doing it several years ago and have just continued. And um, it's pretty powerful because it's so intimate. There's about 30 women at the most in the program at once. And, um, you know, you just realize that, like, you just, it's just a level playing field. Like, like there's no rhyme or reason why one person ends up on drugs and or in an abusive relationship or pregnant and homeless or whatever it is, you know, addicted to something. And or a why, child with uh, special needs. And, or yeah. a child with special needs. Or, and why I have a home, you know, and, and a husband and get to go out and play music at clubs and stuff. It's like, it's, 
it's like, I don't know. I just, it's not fair, but at the same time, being able to give to them, whatever I can give is something that it just means a lot to me. And it means as much, honestly, as going out and playing like a great menu because it's just important, you know, they matter. So that's why. And like you said, we can't all ask for, or we don't ask for, I guess is the best way to put it. Some of the circumstances, whether it's something we're born with, or like you said, with abusive relationships and just the different situations that we hear of. Right. So now it was nice to hear that you try to get back into the community uh, and there's several different outlets, but on another positive outlook, again, when I was pretending to know how to read and write, I saw you have some nominations coming up for the, which I popped for, and I'll explain in a minute, the 8th Annual Josie Music Awards. And the reason I said I popped for this is in terms of my niece's Josie, named Josie. So. Oh. Cool. It, it was like it hit home for me. It's like, oh, okay, cool. And that's yeah. going to be over held over the Grand Ole Opry in October. Yes. And, you know, some of the nominations are, you know, Artist of the Year, Single of the Year, like True Love Has a Cost, and Video mm-hmm. of the Year to Ride. And so if you happen to be in the Nashville area, check out the Grand Ole Opry and the awards ceremony in yes. October. So with that being said, how is that for you to have your work recognized? Is it a to for the ego, or is it like, wow, I'm what I'm doing is affecting people besides the charity work? But yeah, in terms of the from the professional side, how how is that to have these uh, acknowledgments for nominations? I mean, of course, it it it's a nice feeling to be acknowledged. I mean, we all want to be acknowledged for things we're passionate about, you know, and I'm definitely passionate about songwriting and about being an artist and my, and playing guitar. So it's, yes, it is a great, like, it's an honor. It's an encouragement, you know, to me that I'm on the right path and, you know, things like that, you know, it's just nice to be recognized by your peers um and by other people in the music industry it's the largest independent um music award show so it's like it's just neat and it's really neat that it's at the Grand Ole Opry house this year because of course the Grand Ole Opry is like the like be all end all in country music um (laughs) I would say music in general and music in general I mean it's just a wonderful opportunity to um just to connect with my peers on that level. And yeah, it's very exciting. This is my second year involved in it. Um, I had heard about the Josie Music Awards for a few years, but I had never, I had never like submitted anything or um, I don't know. I just wasn't like connected to it. And then all of a sudden last year, I was like, I had released like four singles last year and I was like, you know, I, I don't know. And I knew people that had submitted and had performed there and won and all this stuff. And I was like, you know, this looks, this looks good. I think I'm going to submit. And I was 
really surprised last year to be nominated because I really didn't know anybody. Like I didn't know the, cause usually everything is so relationship oriented mm-hmm. in Nashville that not that anything is fake, but usually just like, it's more like based on relationship, what I found, but it wasn't, I actually was nominated for artist of the year last year for the Americana folk category. And I won. And so I was like, honestly, I was kind of like happily shocked, you know, when I, when they called my name, (laughs) I'm so glad I was there um, to go up and get my award, but that was held at a different uh, venue, a theater in Pigeon Forge, which is out in the Smoky Mountain area. Yeah. And as far as the relationship line there, you reminded me of a line somebody told me years ago, and it's, it's not who, you know, it's who you know is willing to say they know you. And true, probably true. But with that being said, I know you said you were interested in possibly doing another tune for us. So, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, wasn't sure what we're getting into, but what is this other tune that you are going to perform today? So this tune is another new one, and um, the story for this one, the story for this one is that when I was just a mere baby, uh, my parents had this like painting they had put up on the wall, um, I guess in the living room, and it was the painting, and my mother still has this painting today. but the painting was a girl sitting on a couch with uh, long hair and she's looking down at her acoustic guitar. Um, she's got a shawl wrapped around her shoulders and her face is kind of like shadowed. So it's just this like big painting of basically a singer songwriter. Like it's just really a pretty painting. And um I was sharing with my husband about this painting on the wall. And I said, I grew up to be the picture on the wall. And he said, um, that would be a great song. And I was like, yes, it would. And so uh, I ended up writing this. This is also with my friend, Greg Wilson, who's uh, wrote the growing pains with me. And um, he's a new, newer co-writer, but we've just started writing and I'm really loving these songs. They're a little bit different. Um, Anyway, um, so this is called Picture on the Wall. There's a picture on the wall at my mama's house. There's a girl that I look up to sit above the couch. Looking at it, it was prophetic. Girl and her guitar added to my heart. Now here I am, it's magic in my hands, peace in my soul, singing all my songs. I can't help but think it's meant to be. Picture on the wall. 
was shadowed and her hair was long. She never said a word, but I swear I heard her song. It was poetic, it was prophetic, girl and her guitar. Obviously, we've covered a lot of ground, and you can see why Billboard had mentioned when she released her self-titled EP, why she is truly an artist on the rise. And as you also have heard, and we tend to book, there are onions with many layers with our guests in a good way. So if you wish, and we do ask that all fans check out the links for these independent artists, support them if you like what you hear here, or when you go to their social medias and their websites and YouTube and all that stuff, I'm going to have links to Judy's stuff as well. So feel free to like, share, subscribe, you know, the whole drill with that. Judy, what, before I let you go, what is next on the horizon? coming up for you um well let's see i'm going to be cutting some new songs uh some of these these two that you heard and then i've got a few others um with a new producer somebody that's a good friend of ours and i'm not going to mention his name yet until it's absolutely confirmed because it's very exciting but if it if it happens with him it's going to be really great um so getting in the studio and then taking the about three or four of the singles from 2021 and then adding the new music to it and then putting an album together. And I'm hoping to release it by the end of the year or early in 2023, but hopefully in 2022. And then um, this summer I've got, um, I've got some cool stuff coming up actually starting at the Franklin 
which is Franklin, Tennessee, uh, there, uh, the in International Independent Film Festival, because as I mentioned earlier, trying to uh, get some music placed in film and TV, I'm gonna be performing for them um, at the end of June. Um, and then some other cool stuff that you can check out if you're interested. Um, the Gatlinburg Songwriter Festival, and I'm making an appearance on the um, Blue Plate Special, which is a live radio broadcast out of Knoxville, Tennessee, where a lot of um, Americana and country artists play. And so just some cool stuff, but my schedule is on my website. So Right on. And we'll say, like I said, all links will be attached to all formats of this. And when you're over at Knoxville, please say hello to Mayor Jacobs for us. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and Yes, folks, we do have a connection with Mayor Jacobs. We just haven't had him on yet. Judy, thank you so much. Best of luck with the awards and everything else like that. Thank you so much for having me, Jonathan. Appreciate it. Hey there, Friday fans. We know how much you enjoy the movies. Enjoy grabbing your Friday merchandise and interacting with the Friday family, whether it be at conventions or during our particular watch-alongs. Well, when you're looking to get yourself masks, why not check out our friends over at Camp Blood Customs out of New York State and order your specific custom mask from any of the films. All orders are made specifically. Your needs and wants are. Make sure you find Camp Blood Customs on Facebook, Instagram, and all over social media and order yours today. I'm Amanda Page Cornette. You're listening to Crazy Train Radio.